Hi folks, before we uh, start the podcast, I, I do have to do some housekeeping. Um, look, we, we've no other way of paying the bills unless we ask for support. So um, uh, we are live in the Sugar Club on Sunday. Uh, tickets are available on eventbrite.ie right now. So if you check for Tortoise Shack on Eventbrite, the tickets are there. Come along, it'll be a great evening. And I promise you there's an incredible lineup. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Also, you know, we've no ads, no sponsors, just me asking for your help. So if if you can, it's patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. Uh, that's patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. And that keeps us ad-free and able to do these podcasts like that we did coming up, which is with uh, Zola Kondor, who is a, a Ukrainian Roma human rights activist. And I think it's a really, really, really worthwhile. Um, listen, we've lifted the paywall on, on it immediately because obviously we're trying to do that um, t- throughout the events unfolding in Ukraine. Uh, I want to thank people for the support, for the feedback. Uh, we're doing our best to cover it as best as we can. Uh, and I genuinely um, uh, want to thank Ro- Rosemary Mon for, for introducing Zola to me uh, over the weekend. So we continue to, to amplify new voices and get people to tell their stories. Uh, again, sorry to do this, but please help us out at patreon.com forward slash tortoise And I'll let you enjoy the podcast now. <laughs> Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn. And today we are really talking about something that has many people upset, many people. Um, it is the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We're talking to Zola Kondor, who is a human rights activist and a member of the Ukraine uh, Roma community. Um, thank you so much for joining me today on Reboot Republic. Hello, good morning, everyone. Zola, um, just to start with, maybe you could set out in terms of, you know, what, how it has it been for you? You're in Berlin now the last, you know, week or so. How has it been and, and what has happened, how your life has changed? Well, I think it's not only my life has changed, but it's also the life of millions of Ukrainians, but also of the world, because uh, I think what is happening in Ukraine, it has also huge consequences for, for the main European countries and for the world it's in general. Uh, of course, it was very difficult and stressful for all of us because every every night, every day, we have been waiting that the war will start or the invasion will start. Many people couldn't sleep. It was lots of stress. and uh, But... but uh, I should say that many people uh, still were not believing, that, uh, they were not able to believe, like they didn't want to believe that this will happen. And uh, people continued their work, like everyday life and etc. Like, for example, we planned millions of meetings, events and etc. And for the day of the inv- invasion, mm, I actually had to to have an international online meeting on the Romani language codification. We planned to present uh, the uh, the curriculum of the Romani language for the first and second grade for the school, but unfortunately we had to cancel it. Just on, sorry, Rory, do you mind if I come in? And, and uh, you left literally hours before the invasion took place. Um, it started at 5 a.m. On, on Thursday morning. 
uh, and you uh, had left and, and you were uh, and we're seeing now children obviously <laughs> schools are closed obviously and education has been denied but you were working on the curriculum for for, for, for Roma children and, and and the language act how was that journey and how did you how do you feel the EU's response has been well, the, for me, the journey wasn't difficult. I mean, it, it was easy to leave because I left just uh, several hours before and still the airport worked. It was very quiet, no panic, nothing. And it was absolutely like a normal trip. But I also want to say that I, I plan to come to Berlin and I had my tickets because I have my son here. He's, he studies in Berlin and, I, and my plan was to come visit him and then after two weeks to go back. So uh, what I see now, and uh, of course, uh, the, the situation, how we see it in, in, in the Roma community, but not only also uh, in Ukraine, is that absolutely unity and support of the European Union and many other countries for Ukraine, and this is what we need. But I also want to say that Ukrainian society is united like never before. Because today, every person, every, uh, like absolutely everyone living in Ukraine are trying to defend our country in, in different ways. Someone is collecting humanitarian support. Someone is the, the helping the army. Uh, someone is sharing the information. And, uh, even, even homeless people there, for example, it's not even that Homeless people, for example, they are collecting uh, the the bottles uh, for the Molotov cocktails, you know. So everyone is trying to, to help and to be useful for the country. In terms of international support, of course, we are very happy to see this tremendous support from many countries. And I want to thank every NGO or just individual person uh, uh, for writing, texting, or calling and, and asking how to help, collecting support, and send it uh, already sent uh, to uh, Ukrainian people. But also, of course, the support of the European Union, of the international organizations. It's very important. The only thing that I want to add is that maybe all these actions are uh, supposed to be much earlier, not now, when People are dying when children are killed. Like I just listened to the press conference of the president before we started our conversation. He said for these four days, 16 children were killed by the Russian army. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just horrific. And, and this war, as all war, it is, you know, you see children dying. It's lives that are lost that can never be got back. And, how is the situation there now in terms of, you know, this news is coming in that, you know, Kiev is, is some level surrounded by, you know, Russian military. There's other, you know, media reporting Putin is prepared to lose 50,000 soldiers. You know, what's your what are you being told of what's actually happening on the ground there at the moment? Well, uh, I'm in touch with many people who have different jobs and absolutely great that we still have connection. Um, internet connection and we can keep in touch with all the people in different regions. Of course, as you know, the situation is very difficult, very critical. Um, not only Kiev, it's also Kharkiv, it's Donetsk region, Zaporizhia, Sumy. So, uh, people are really trying to, to, to stand for, for, 
for the freedom of Ukraine. And uh, they're really fighting there and uh, ready to give their lives. It's absolutely true. Uh, and um, the civilians, they're sitting, of course, they're, they're most of the time they're spending in the uh, bomber shelters uh, because uh, of the threat. Uh, and, um, but at the same time, uh, they have created different groups um, that they're chatting and supporting each other, checking the information and how they can support each other. So people organizing like different uh, uh, delivery of food, water, petrol, whatever is needed, med medications. Uh, also, for example, the, the different uh, I, I read and I know also different stories about women who, who gave birth. Uh, the one of the women she gave birth in the metro while they were uh, hiding there from the bombs. She uh, had a li little a little baby girl. Yes. And for example, uh, our colleague, she, she, she gave birth to, to a little boy, but eight days ago. So she's there in Kiev with the newborn child. Like, you know, so the situation is very difficult for all of the people who stuck there. Many people cannot leave, especially Kiev region, Kharkiv region, Chernigiv region as well. They're stuck there because of the, uh, fights which are around these uh, cities and in the cities. But at the same time, many people said that they do not want to live. They want to stay in their countries, the country. They want to stay in their houses, in their homes. And, and uh, they want to build again the, uh, the country. And we all, uh, we are all waiting when the war will be over and then we will again will build our democratic and beautiful Ukraine. It's, again, like I, I just, it is so tragic to watch. And obviously we are just watching, you know, this, this war unfold. And again, I suppose just to get a sense, you know, we hope this war stops now, but it doesn't look like that. Um, what's your sense of where is this going? What, what could lie ahead in the next days and weeks? Well, it's, I think it's a very difficult question, and uh, I don't know if there is any person who can give an answer to that, yeah. where it goes, because it can go into many different directions. But I know what, what people plan to do. So they plan to stay, some people plan to leave, but even if they will leave, they will still support the country with the money, with other, any, any other possible and impossible support. Um, I think what is important now is, of course, the negotiations and support of the European Union. And we read this morning that maybe uh, they, they will uh, review the, uh, the joining of the Ukraine to the European Union through this uh, special new procedure. So we hope that will help as well. Uh, and, and all the efforts of, of our diplomats are absolutely tremendous and uh, they're doing like they're working nonstop. And of course, our army and uh, uh, they're, they're trying to protect and to stand for Ukraine. So there is no answer when it will be over and, and where it goes. But we, we had discussion with our friends and colleagues yesterday. And um, it seems that for Putin, there is no uh, like happy end. I mean, 
he he can't lose and he cannot win as well. So the day when he invaded Ukraine became the day of of his I don't know how to say it of his death maybe. It was the it was the biggest strategic mistake he's possibly ever made. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And it does appear to be that I, I while we're recording, I believe the delegations are meeting um this morning. Right now, as we're talking, I believe the the Russian and uh, Ukrainian delegations are meeting discussing some sort of peace talk situation, whether that's serious or not. You know, we we don't know, but I think you're right, Zola, to point out that he that Putin can't really afford to lose now that he's 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 gone he's gone in. But I. I <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know from we discussed earlier. You you were a founding member of Roma Women, Chidikli, and apologies if I've destroyed uh, the how that no. should be pronounced. But but um on the on the the Roma community, um you you mentioned Ukraine feeling united, um your community. I, I can only talk about some of the scenes we've seen from Ireland. We've seen people from Ukraine, Ukrainian Irish going to the airport and flying home to defend their country um your your community seems to have also um got that patriotic and and national um idea is that is that is that a fair thing to say uh, that that there's even despite maybe there's been differences of opinions of roma uh, at different times in in our in, in our shared history yeah, it's absolutely fair to say that Roma, of course, are also defending the country and then doing everything what is possible. Like uh, yesterday, 300 Roma joined the, the army. So they said they came and they said, look, we, we want to join the, uh, the, the army to protect the country. But also, I think what wasn't so much in media, that Roma always has been uh, like supporting the country and, and uh uh, defended it even since 2014, uh, even during Maidan and, and, you know, in many other, like, uh, occasions. Uh, Roma always were there with, with the people, with, with uh, defending it. And, of course, like yesterday, it was this uh, very, well, it's not funny it's, uh, news, but the, the news that made people really smiling in this difficult time was that the Roma... People took over the tank, the Russian, the, the Russian tank, and and gave it um, uh, to our militaries, which is amazing, you know. So yes, we are doing, uh, we're supporting our army in different ways. And what what do you think? Because it's something that we're all, as I said, looking at this and feeling helpless and wanting to. What do you think people in Ireland can do? Well, to help the people of Ukraine. Yeah, you see now, uh, um, I see that many people in different countries, they organize these different demonstrations. They go out to the streets to support Ukraine, to demand, like, cut off the SWIFT or the NATO to close the sky and etc. Then others, other people, they're just opening their doors for, for Ukrainians fleeing, uh, like, uh, Ukraine. Um, they're, they're providing accommodation, they're, they're, they're giving some humanitarian uh, support and, and many other things. What I think is important, of course, in every country is that people um, giving a very clear signal to their politicians about support to Ukraine, because this war in Ukraine is, is 
uh, it's not only the war of Russia against uh, Ukraine, but I think it's against the democratic values. Uh, and and um, that's important for Europe and, and many countries in the world. I mean, not only Europe, for the world. And here it's important that all the politicians and the world leaders are coming with, uh, like, getting together and united in, in one idea of supporting Ukraine and just uh, stop uh, Russia uh, invading not only Ukraine, but any other countries as well. Sorry, Roy, can I ask one question, um, uh, Zola, and I think it's important. You've spoken about the solidarity there and how the, it's a, it's a not just this one war. I've seen reports um, of people of different communities, of different color, people of, of African origins getting treated differently at, at refugee centers. We need to make sure that that stops as well as an international community. We need to make sure that everybody has... You're involved with, as a human rights activist. Um, discrimination to one is discrimination to all, Zola. And, you know, how do we how do we make sure that that is actually something that, you know, can't be... That, that it's not just... I hate to say it. It's not just the white people who are getting processed quickly. We have to be able to look after all. Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, then, um, what what can be done is, of course, to speak about these uh, problems, uh, to collect the information. And I know that some NGOs are already collecting, like monitoring the situation uh, on the borders. And for example, I heard, but uh, that uh, unfortunately, like uh, um, that people of color had issues on the borders. They were denied and rejected, so they were not able to cross the border. And uh, here it's very important, of course, to bring this information uh, to relevant institutions to make decision that all people uh, uh, should have the right uh, to cross the border. I also know that it was an issue also for some people without documents. Uh, and, and here also, I think we have to have to to do very strong advocacy work for for all the people who uh, who are in need to leave the country. And if it's life threatening, which is of course we see in Ukraine, should have uh, the right to cross the border um, and get necessary support. And also, we had we had long discussion with international Roma community, uh, Roma. International Roma Organization um, regarding the humanitarian support for Roma in Ukraine, and of course uh, the, the there is concern regarding that um, how it will be distributed and if Roma will be, will have access also to that uh, humanitarian support. Yeah, it's so important that you know everyone is supported in this. Um, how do you feel? about the future of, you know, your future in Ukraine, the future of Ukraine, of family, friends. How do you feel about that now? You know, uh, thinking about future, uh, of course, it's uh, it's a lot of frustration here. It's very difficult to plan something, but I hope uh, to go back to Ukraine and continue the work. Many people are waiting when they will uh, go back to their job and uh, will continue the normal life. We all understand that it will be a long process of recovery for all of us because this constant stress, of course, it's uh, the, the huge influence on, on the health, but also uh, 
depression and, and many other issues. At the same time, people that I know, human rights activists, people in the international organizations, even sitting in the basements, they continue their work, like uh, keeping in touch with different partners, organizing different groups, uh, assisting people to cross the borders, assisting with accommodation in different uh, regions through different contacts and etc. And uh, so it's not that we stopped our work, we are continuing. And even like this morning, I was in touch with the network of Roma mediators, checking how they can support Roma people coming from other regions or crossing the borders, checking the needs and etc. So we we keep on working, we keep on doing our work, but we also trying to adjust to the current situation and see how we can uh, uh, change our, uh, how to say, operation of the organizations or projects or whatever we have. And I, I, I believe that uh, Ukrainian future will be a bright future uh, and uh, that we will be able to come back into our country and continue uh, building our society and our country. Zola, it's been really, uh, I, I, I don't know how to describe it, it's so difficult, but it's been great to have you on and it's great, really important to hear your voice and, and what you've explained. And I think it's so important that, you know, we can try and get this across to people in Ireland and hopefully internationally as well. And people will listen um, to understand, you know, what is going on. And, and I think particularly that importance of the Ukraine-Roma perspective is a really important one that that voice is heard as well your voice and hopefully we can grow solidarity and, and ultimately people across the world, including in Russia, will stand up against this war and, you know, stop it hopefully very, very soon. So thank you. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, colleagues. If possible, I would like just to say in Russian for our for our Russian people in Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> um. Люди в России и Беларуси, я очень вас прошу, пожалуйста, не закрывайте глаза на, на, те, на то, что происходит в Украине. Беларусь, не отправляйте ваших сыновей, Россия, не отправляйте ваших сыновей, детей на войну, потому что там они умрут. Украинцы будут бороться до конца за свою свободу, потому что э, Путин решил завоевать нашу страну. Такого не может быть. Украина никогда не сдастся. Слава Украине, слава героям. And do you want, could you tell us what, what was your, what were you saying? Uh, what I said, yeah, uh, I said that um, dear Ukrainian, uh, dear Russian and Belarusian mothers, please do not send your sons to Ukraine because they will die there. We are protecting our country, we're defending it, and, uh, well, no way for them to come. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, we, we will stand for our democratic country, and uh, glory to Ukraine, glory to our army. Zola, thank you for very much. I, uh, I just want to say we will be putting links to some of the humanitarian um, places where people can support the humanitarian links because that's important that we get the, you know, there, there are issues I've, I've been talking on the ground whereby even where sometimes there's, there's money coming in, but money's, money 
but not enough um not enough uh, actual medical supplies so we need the medical supplies as well so that we'll put links up to that as well and uh Rory I think it's quite fitting that uh, you you're sitting there and uh you have uh, we we we, talk, we know what it's all about we talked about loss of life and and about children you're sitting there with your own with your own daughter so it's kind of uh, poignant enough yeah no it is and and you know all of us who are parents it is just like the sadness and watching children and families and what's happening, it's just, it's unimaginable. And it is why war is wrong and we have to stop this. And we express our solidarity with the Ukrainian people and, you know, we'll do what we can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's folks just so we just we will continue to cover the events during the week but thank you so much to zola and i want to say thank you to rosemary mon for um the uh who you'd be listeners be familiar with rory did a, a podcast with her that was f- fantastically well received a while ago and she made this connection possible to zola so so thank you to rosemary for that as well uh, we'll be back soon thanks thanks both cheers <laughs>